Hi, this is Mo Oster, MISNI's Senior Vice President for Advocacy. I lead a team of lobbyists fighting for you in Albany and sometimes in Washington, D.C. I'm happy to report a few positive developments from this week. First, the governor signed into law legislation supported by MISNI that would require Medicaid and the Child Health Insurance Program to continue to cover audio-only telehealth services. New York Department of Health had required Medicaid coverage back in March of patient treatment over the phone from their physician to address concerns about the technological limitations faced by many patients. But given the way the statute is written, it would have ended this audio-only coverage when the state emergency ends. This new law will ensure ongoing coverage for audio-only telehealth services in Medicaid. We have urged the New York Department of Financial Services to also require this of commercial health insurance plans, which have also been required to cover audio-only services since mid-March. This week, the New York DFS did require for an additional three months until September that patients do not need to face cost-sharing responsibilities, such as co-pays or co-insurance, for healthcare services they receive from their physicians via telehealth. MISNI also continues to work with various specialty medical societies in support of the DFS keeping its expanded coverage for telehealth services, as well as requiring parity in payment between telehealth and in-person services. Last week, we reported that all hospitals, ambulatory surgery centers, and office-based surgery locations were officially permitted by the governor to resume elective surgery. However, some patients were unable to receive these previously postponed surgical or diagnostic services due to a requirement that the patient about to have elective surgery or colonoscopy for have a negative coronavirus test within 72 hours of the elective surgery or colonoscopy. Many labs across the state were simply unable to complete this within the short time frame. This week, after continued MISNI advocacy about the adverse impact of this rule to need the patient care, New York Department of Health issued an updated guidance that requires that the patient receive a negative COVID test within five days of the elective surgery rather than three, which should help patients and physicians with greater flexibility to have this test completed prior to the surgery or colonoscopy. Also this week, Disney President Dr. Bonnie Litvak testified at New York State Assembly hearing discussing the impact of the COVID-19 pandemic on community physician practice across the state. She highlighted MISNI surveys that detailed the devastating financial impact on patient access to care and jobs in communities across the state. While many physicians did receive some federal monies, it was woefully inadequate to address these enormous losses. She articulated a number of solutions, including advanced payments from health insurers, a required add-on payment from insurers to address the shockingly high cost of PPE, and reducing health insurance pre-authorization hassles. She also urged for additional federal relief, which MISNI continues to work with the AMA and state and specialty societies in support of enhanced stimulus funding. This week, MISNI joined with several other Northeastern state medical associations in a letter to our respective congressional delegations in support of a number of needed items, including a continuation of expanded telehealth coverage rules by Medicare and ERISA plans, fair distribution of the HHS Provider Relief Fund so that it will prioritize hard-hit community physician practices, and hazard pay and or student loan relief for frontline physicians, residents, and medical students. The letter also urged that any proposal to address surprise out-of-network medical bills 
are consistent with demonstrated successful laws such as New York's groundbreaking solution, rather than one-sided solutions advanced by market-dominant health insurance plans that could potentially adversely impact patient access to emergency on-call specialty care. Congress will be back in D.C. in July to work towards developing a new stimulus package. As a reminder, last week, the HHS announced a new allocation of $15 billion from the CARES Act Health Care Provider Relief Pool to go to physicians and other care providers who treat Medicaid and CHIP patients and did not receive a payment already from this grant fund. MISNI sent out a notice to physicians last week with information regarding how and where physicians can apply for this funding, including reporting their annual patient revenue data and other necessary information to receive a payment equal to at least 2% of reported gross revenues from patient care. On the educational front, please join MISNI on June 29th at 7.30 a.m. for our next Medical Matters program, questions and answers surrounding the COVID-19 pandemic including as faculty physicians from the New York State Department of Health, as well as MISNI's Infectious Diseases Committee. The program will also be recorded and placed on MISNI's CME site. At this site, cme.misni.org, you can also find the required three-hour pain management course, which physicians must complete by October 1st. And at cme.misni.org, you can also find other great programming, such as Mental Health and COVID-19 for Health Professionals, in a series of programs on veterans' health issues. Thank you again for all you are doing to be there for your patients through these turbulent times. Physicians in New York State should feel very proud of all they did collectively to stem the pandemic, though we of course continue to watch very cautiously rising diagnoses and hospitalizations in many other states across the country. Speak to you again next week.